Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Well, we're back, Greg, and the boiling point. Um, how have you been? I've been doing really good, Dave. We're uh, supposed to bring personal stuff in, remember? Well, well, the pers- we, we the got personal way off thing that. is this. Uh, What's that? Tim Davidson, who we, we are sitting in his studio right now, Ripple Effect Music, yeah. and he has the best coffee. I know, and, you're, and I am just, my heart is pumping because I've been drinking so much of this over the last few hours because we've been doing half hour, half hour, half hour yes, guests. Yes. And to be able to keep this, you know. And, and to be fair, you're you're pointing that out because you know I asked for a coffee a few times and I have yet to receive <laughs> one. And you're on your like fifth. So, <laughs> like, do you take black? No, I eat a little melt. Do you know what? But that's okay. Anyways, but we're no, here no, no, for no, we're, we're here for, for we're here for more important oh, reason, so and that's to talk to our guest. And 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 he has, um, God love him, has come on not knowing exactly what he's getting into. So that's the perfect kind of guest for us, right? Um, and it's uh, and actually, Craig, I'm gonna get we're gonna get you to introduce yourself, and we're gonna chat a little bit about. Um, how we ran into each other and then get and then dive right into what you do and your passion and and there's a one particular part of your bio that, that I want to chat with about but how would you uh, how would you introduce yourself to our listeners well I started out as a personal trainer and I had a master's degree in exercise physiology from McMaster so I'm a Canadian boy and I basically started selling fitness information products on the internet so you can imagine me as Candace Tony Horton and that's what I did for 10 years <laughs> yeah I, that that really is what it is. We have follow along videos um, yes. similar to uh, most of it's body weight stuff, yeah. and so. But at, but at the same time, I had been following this website called Early to Rise, which was founded by a gentleman who wrote his books under the name Michael Masterson, and that helped people achieve health, wealth, and wisdom. And that was what I really wanted to do. And so. Um, I have a kind of a neat story about how that all came together and me being able to purchase a business in 2011. And we've been running that since. Um, it's a personal development business. Wow. And then we just released a, a book, The Perfect Day Formula, which is really just a, a summary of everything that I've learned over the years on how to make a, a great day. And your your hair is very different than Tony's, right? You met, you, it you, is. You uh, there's a lot. There's a lot different than me than Tony. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Greg doesn't know the reference, so um, you can you can look that up, and people could Google that if they want. This is going. This is going. That's going quite way quite a ways back, actually. If you think of the information infomercial days. Um, <laughs> so now, now we ran it. You know, and we were asking before we got the 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 this started. We were just trying to figure out how it was that we had we had uh, got connected, and then you had mentioned that um, you listened to one of our one of our favorite guests. Uh, uh, who had a two-part two-part interview with us, Dan Martel? No, it was one part. Oh, we haven't done the second part. No, not yet. But I did go to Mexico with him uh, between you know since the last time that we had him on uh, on the podcast. So uh, I got to experience more Dan, uh, but you didn't. No, no, no. Yeah. So and Craig, you know, so but it's interesting how worlds collide, right? Yeah. But Craig, you know Dan, uh, and he has a, an article on your site or something like that. Yeah, I don't know him personally, but we are always publishing articles every day. We send out an essay of wisdom. Um, and so we are always looking for guest contributors and we found one from Dan one day that was really fantastic. And so I follow him a little bit and I can't remember 
who mentioned uh, the interview on the Twitter, and that's where I found you guys. Yeah, yeah, and then you, and then you, and thank you for for introducing yourself to us because it, and then as well, send us some information that's arrived that we still need to dig into. So, uh, thank you for that. Um, and and then we and then part of our conversation was we were talking about other guests we've had and you said you know you took a look at our site and we said thank you for for just you know the given the look of the site you still gave us a chance to to come on and chat and we're chatting about different guests and we mentioned we had Commander Hadfield and then we have this top ten right now and the number one person on that is who Greg do you know I don't know because I, I haven't been checking the stats who who's number one Hal Summers amazing He's, yeah that's great so so Hal. Yeah, just so you know, is a uh, he's a car sales guy, and he owns a bunch of dealerships. Wow, and he's got a fascinating story. But he, but he's in a, a very fascinating in, in a part yeah. of New Brunswick, Canada that that you wouldn't expect someone to own three car dealerships if you and it's called the Miramichi region. So he's he's this fascinating guy. He's got great stories about starting, you know, laying bricks and and then owning a bunch of car dealerships. So kind of one of those inspiring stories. Um, but you know, tell us a little bit about. Um, early to rise like you, you you mentioned it was something you've actually so you acquired this so this was this was a this is a neat story of acquisition I, I that i wasn't aware of what what caused you to do that? yeah okay so it, it it started around 2000 by a guy who wrote his books under the name michael masterson he's his most popular book is called ready fire aim which helps businesses yeah. go from zero to one million one million to ten million and so on um, but his real name is Mark Ford, and he is part owner of a large newsletter company here in America called Agora, which publishes financial newsletters. And so anyways, Mark had been writing on this site, and he wrote over 2,000 essays for it, and I had been a subscriber of it for several years. And then I hired my first business coach in about 2006, and the very first question that my business coach asked me on the very first call, he said, Craig, what do you want your business to look like in five years from now? And I said, I want to have a business like Early to Rise. And so, you know, that was like the classic putting it out there to the universe sort of thing. And I just went and did all my work and, you know, continued to grow my business and learn how to write better and started coaching people. And I just took uh, action in in the direction of moving ahead towards that goal. And then I met uh, my current business partner through a mastermind group and we were on a trip one time and he asked me, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, I'd love to get a business like early to rise. And then um, in 2011, he was, he was at a seminar with uh, the owner, Mark Ford and Mark Ford said, I'm going to, I'm going to sell the business. I'm done with it. I've written all the essays I can possibly write about this stuff. And my business partner said, Hey, I know a guy who wants to buy it. So five years, three months and 17 days from the, from the first phone call with my business coach, not only did I get a business like early to rise, but I got the exact business. And so we've been running it. What a story. And Dave, for you as an executive coach, you're just like zinging. You're like, that's, that's a testimony and a testament to a great executive coaching relationships too, right? Well, and, and, and it's funny when people, when someone, you know, obviously you, you had it in your mind, but like you say, when you put it out there, it's funny how things start to just come together. Yeah. I always say that once you put a, a goal out there to positive people, that it galvanizes them to action. Like, you know, if good people just can't help going out of their way to help you. And yeah. so that's why, you know, my fitness business, I always encourage people who want to lose weight to tell good people, you know, you don't want to tell negative people, you want to tell good people and they'll connect you with, you know, this person and then this person and, and it will all come together. And, and in the secret, remember the old movie, the secret, they have what's called the, you know, the law of attraction. And I don't believe in that too much, but I believe in the law of action attraction, which I, 
I renamed it in my book um, because if you're taking action in the direction of your goals, mm. then you will attract good people and good opportunities. That's so it's so logical too because most of the people who are you know are, are haters against the secret, that's what they're saying. They're like, okay, yeah, so I, I'm just gonna wish for the best and hopefully it'll work out as if, but. Anytime we get in these dialogues or anytime I get in these conversations, I'm like, no, there's something to this. But the action part is critical. You can't sit around and expect magnetism to happen. You actually have to make the action. So I love that connection. Well, and speaking of this, one of our first guests. Michael, Michelle Logier. Was yeah? who, who uh, Michael. Michael Logier. <laughs> en français, Michelle, Michelle Logier. Oui, oui. Um, and he was on the Oprah Network and, you know, doing shows with Oprah and all this stuff. Yep. And, and his, his, you know, he was talking about language use, powerful language. And, and he was a law of attraction um, or is a law of attraction yep. facilitator. Uh, um, and, and he spoke at length, Craig about the thing that it requires action right so so um right. so and i mean so totally that's very interesting now here's another interesting thing that i learned in in reading um your bio um and and you know it's about kind of some of your own personal struggles and you know it's you know really interesting to hear i, I don't know i'm always inspired when people are vulnerable and they they talk about the battles that they've gone through but um it, it talks about here about your toughest battle you know suffering from it you describe it as crippling anxiety attacks and finding a way through that. And I'd love to hear more about mm. that, Craig. Yeah, absolutely. So in 2006, you know, it was actually right before I had my first business coach. I was, um, you know, a trainer living in Toronto and, you know, a big city. And I was burning candle at uh, both ends there, you know, training very early in the morning, you know, six o'clock in the morning, you know, first clients would come in. and But, you know, I'd be staying out late on Thursday and Friday night. Um, like a small town Canadian boy likes to do. And so it, it really caught, it, you know, it caught up to me. And, and one morning I woke up from a strange dream and I, and I just felt this feeling of impending doom, like something was not right and I couldn't shake it. And it got worse. And eventually I had tingles from the top of my head down to my fingertips. And this went on for six weeks straight and I wouldn't sleep very well through the night. And, and I actually went to the hospital twice thinking I was having a heart attack and, you know, very embarrassing to admit, but, um, eventually I, you know, I did all these things to try and overcome it. I, I went and tried this thing called Qigong, which is like Tai Chi standing meditation. Um, I tried regular meditation, yoga. I even went and bought a dog, uh, which actually when you buy a dog is way more stressful than you can possibly imagine. So, <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it compounded my anxiety. So, but after six weeks, um, the funny thing was, I, it was, uh, it was after my second trip to the hospital and, you know, they gave me a heart rate monitor and said, you know, we'll call you if there's any problems. And, and they didn't call me. And then I bought this ebook on the internet called panic away. And on the second chapter, there's five words that like cured me. And it was just, there's nothing wrong with you. And as soon as I read those, I went, wow. you know what? I'm way too busy for this. I got to go and, you know, focus on working with my business coach who I, who I had now hired by then. And it, and it all came together. And, and in the book, I talk about these things called the five pillars of success. And I use those and I'd love to be able to, to chat about those please and do. share those with the audience. Yeah, please like, okay, go so, for it, man. Thank you. Right on. So the five pillars I learned from running body, body transformation contests, you know, like a, you've seen the before and after photos. And I've been running those since 2007 in my business. And they, they read a little essay to go along with their photos. And every time I'd read the essay, I'd say, well, this person has this, 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 and this all in common with the other winners. So 
I realized that when they had those five things, they would always win. And people that only had two or three, they would drop out after a few weeks. And if they had three or four, they might come in third or fifth in the contest. And the five pillars are better planning and preparation, professional accountability, positive social support, meaningful incentive, and then the big deadline. And I always capitalize the big deadline because that's the most important part. So those are the five pillars. And I'm happy to walk through how they would work for anything, any transformation in someone's life, whether they want to get out of debt or right. find the love of their life. Could, can, we, can we jump to the fourth one real quick? Like, is that okay if we, we jump yes. around here? Meaningful mm-hmm. inspiration. Tell them, I'd love, like, and, and it's... Me- meaningful incentive. incentive. Meaningful okay. incentive. Gotcha. So, so um, and, and I, I kind of have my own idea what that would be. What, tell me a little bit about that pillar, because I'm, I'm thinking how, I'm just guessing that's really critically important, right? Yeah, it is. And so imagine someone who wants to lose weight, and they think, oh, you know, I need to lose weight because I want to fit in some jeans, or I want to maybe buy myself a new pair of jeans. That'll get you through the first couple of weeks you know, of New Year's resolutions, like, yeah, I'm going to go and buy myself something nice. But that's not going to keep you going through when it gets tough. But the guys who win the contest and the women who win the contest, they always say, you know, uh, my kids, I, I just can't keep up with them. I have no energy to keep up with them. Or, you know, my husband or my wife just isn't giving me the attention anymore. We had one woman who won our second contest, and she's actually been a very inspirational uh, part of my business to a lot of people. She was asked if she wanted the seniors discount at the grocery store and she was only 45 years old. And I mean, that's a meaningful incentive to change and transform your life. So, so that's what it has to be. And, you know, just a a personal story. So when, when all these transformation contests run, I always join in and I try and do some mental transformation or take up a new hobby or habit or something. And I said, you know, for the next 12 weeks, I'm learning how to play chess because, you know, it's apparently smart play smart people know how to play chess. And, you know, I want people to think that I'm, think, at least think that I'm smart. And so, so I tried and I quit after a couple of days. Cause I was like, I was watching YouTube videos on how to play chess and I didn't care. But um, because of my anxiety background, I realized what really mattered to me was learning how to meditate. And when I realized that it, that became meaningful, I put all the other pillars in place. I got a coach, I got, you know, support set deadline. And I have meditated every day for, three and a bit years now. And I haven't missed a day because that became meaningful to me. And you know what, for me, uh, maybe you can, you can walk me through that a little bit too, because, uh, I'm the typical entrepreneur. I'm going to 5,000 miles an hour, (laughs) you know, and outside of entrepreneur, when you drink five cups of coffee, yeah. (laughs) Uh, and then five, he did did pass his coffee to me, Craig, just so you know, I did. I give it, I give it to Dave. He he does have some empathy, which is nice. And then, uh, of course, five cups of beer after work, all that sort of thing, you know? Um, but like outside of work and pushing the, the company to grow, uh, you know, I play in a band, I make music. I'm, I, I love doing cool things with my kids. There's, I would love to be able to get to a place where I can meditate. So let's use this as, as a case study. It's for, for me to find an hour is right now, it doesn't make sense to me because right now those hours don't exist. But if I had the hour, I'd be like, well, maybe I should go jogging or running or exercising. But like finding that discipline to do it, let's, but it, let's it, walk it, through wouldn't, it. Wouldn't that be like Craig 
trying to learn to play chess? I mean, well, yeah, no, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, so obviously, I mean, is how meaningful is it to you? But yeah, walk us how. So walk, here, walk you got, here's, our, here's our client, or here's your client, Craig. Like, give us get, well, help. Let's let's because I know that we, I know you'd benefit from that as well. I know. It's funny you bring that and, up. And, anytime I do give myself a still quiet place, so many ideas pop up. I'm like, yes, I gotta do that later on. That yeah. So <laughs> so I'm your client now. Right so, now so here's how it's gonna go. And it's, and it's really simple because you don't need an hour because you're only going to start with a minute. And so what you're going to do is you're going to do it as soon as possible in the morning because what happens over the rest of the day, right? It all goes to heck because you, you know, all these things, ideas come in, opportunities, emergencies, fires, everybody brings you their problems. So you can't try and do it later in the day. You need to do it as soon as you possibly can first thing in the morning. And all you're going to do for the first session, and all I did for my first session was a minute, one minute sitting down and I mean, you can sit in a chair, you can, I sit on pillows. Um, they actually have like meditation benches you can buy and stuff, but all you're going to do is a minute. You're going to do six breaths, four seconds in through your nose, expand your belly, six seconds out six times. You're done. That's it. Tomorrow, two minutes day after three minutes, and then maybe a couple days of three minutes then a couple days of four minutes couple days of five minutes. That's all you're going to do. And you're actually going to count your breaths because that's what I did to stay focused at first was I'm going to count the breaths because otherwise your head is, it's called the monkey mind. You're trying to stop all the thoughts, but that just makes it worse. So that's all you're going to do. One minute tomorrow. Nice. And I, I I love how you, you made that very practical for me. Because my assumption... It's an hour. Was, I, I need to find an hour. Where am I going to find an hour? And hopefully through this process, an hour will be created anyway because it becomes part of the lifestyle, right? So, so if we took... Craig, if we took... Uh, yeah, but you don't even need an hour. The, the, the medical benefits are from 10 minutes. You know, the, the benefits of meditation. I, I do 20 minutes on average, but... I mean, you will get benefits physically. You'll feel calmed down after about two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. And the, the research shows you only need about 11 minutes. So let's, let's, can you walk, uh, Greg through some other pillars here? Uh, some of the other pillars? Yeah, absolutely. So let's say that you're going to go with this, this meditation, and it'd be very similar to my journey as well. So better planning and preparation. I mean, first of all, people set goals and, you know, New Year's resolutions and they just say, you know, I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to go and, you know, pay off my credit card bill or I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And that's the extent of their planning. And of course, that's not going to work. You have to plan your week. You have to plan for all the obstacles that are going to get in your way. So, you know, like on Thursday, you know, you have that breakfast meeting, maybe at the you know Chamber of Commerce or whatever. So you're already going to be rushed that morning. So what do you do? How do you get around that and stick to your meditation? You either get up five minutes earlier or you block an appointment on your time and you say like, you know, there's, I'm, I'm following this appointment just like I, I had to go to the doctor. I'm not missing this appointment and I'm doing it later in the day. So you think about all the obstacles and you come up with at least two solutions. So you have plan A and plan B at least for everything in your way. Second pillar, professional accountability. So you're going to find somebody who is your coach. It doesn't have to necessarily be a paid coach, but it just needs to be somebody who has expertise who's going to give you expert advice, who's going to hold you accountable and not let you give any excuses. And so for me, that was my business partner because he's been meditating for many, many years, not consecutively, but uh, he has experience in meditating. And so he would show me, you know, this is how you breathe. And this is what, you know, when you start thinking about other things, here's how you get back to focus. And that's, 
the professional accountability. Now, the third thing is social support. And I call this your cheerleader aspect of it because they aren't going to give you any advice and they aren't going to really hold you accountable, but they're always going to be there saying, yeah, you can do it. I know you can. And so my social support was the people in my transformation contest. You know, we'd post on a forum talking about our goals and everyone would say, yeah, you know, tough day today, but you know, tomorrow's going to be better. And then the fourth, we had that meaningful incentive. So whatever it is that, you know, whatever meaningful incentive you need to find. I don't know if you have one right now, but you're just saying, you might just be thinking, you know, it sounds really good. And that's what I thought about chess. But for me, because I had the anxiety, I knew I had to incorporate something like meditation or else I was going to get, you know, that painful experience again. So I really had a meaningful incentive and I hope you can find one too. And then finally, the fifth is the big deadline. So you might set a deadline of doing this for 21 days. And after, you know, the first couple of days are going to be relatively simple but around seven or eight days, you're going to be like trying to work up to almost 10 minutes and it's going to be difficult. And if I said, you know, there was no deadline on this, you know, you have to do this forever. You would, you would quit. You'd lose steam. But if you knew that you only had to do it for 21 days and then you could stop and you don't have, you know, been victorious in this goal, then you'll say, you know what, I'm on the home stretch now. And it's just like a marathon. You know, you start running a little bit faster in that last mile and you stick to it. So those are the five pillars can be applied to anything. I love it. I think it's great. <clears throat> and this is interesting too because, okay, I don't want the listening public to think I'm a complete alcoholic because it's my second, uh, <laughs> second <laughs> reference to it. I decided to take January off drinking because um, I, I love going home, having a glass of red wine. Dave and I talk about this all the time, you know, grabbing a beer. Um, but just that simple thing of having a drink or two is, it's so culturally norm. It's a norm in my life, you know? And the first two days, it was kind of weirdly, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a tough thing. It was just a weird scenario, not, not doing it. Day three, day four, day five, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not even being tempted here at all. This is great. And that motivated me to go to six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. And it got to a point where I was like, I don't need a drink at all. I, I always wanted one, but it, it was okay. So anyway, I, the big goal for me was, was 30 days. That was it. And it proved something really interesting to me, which is, I've got the capacity to set goals like this, mm-hmm. you know, because before I was like, I don't have time to even think about doing a challenge of any sort. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, you know, this is going to be my takeaway. All right, I'm going to, so, I'm, I'm going I'm to take you up on this challenge. This so, okay. So, and you're going to check in with Craig when? 21 uh, days? Are you going to do the 21 day challenge or I, what are you doing? I'm going to do the 28 day challenge. 28 day meditation challenge well, starting, did, starting if, today. If I was committed to, or tomorrow. to, to uh, decreasing uh, alcohol intake for 30 days, I could, I could, I could meditate for 30 days. Okay. There you go. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Craig, thank you, man. <laughs> so, you, very cool. Yeah, very cool. it is very cool. So you must, you must um, I mean, you're obviously very passionate about helping people. Um, where, where does that, you know, when did that start or where does that come from? Man, sometimes I wonder, but, uh, you know, I actually, there was this one experience that I had when I was four years old. So believe it or not, this, this, this must be really important to me because I remember it from four years old. So I'm riding home. Uh, from I, I was growing, I was born in Stratford, Ontario, Canada, um, the home of Justin Bieber. So me and Justin Bieber from the same town. And anyways, um, I'm riding home from town because I grew up on a farm, and uh, we're in this old green car, uh, you know, before the age of seatbelts, you know. But I'm sitting up in the front seat with my mom, and I looked at my mom, and I remember her looking sad. And you know, a little kid, I just said, "Mommy, what's wrong?" And she said, "You know, I just came back from Weight Watchers, and I didn't lose any weight." And that stuck with me for so long. And it, and it bothered me to like to think like, 
you know, whatever she was believing in was not working. And so I went and, you know, that really combined well with my interest in athletics. And then I wanted to, you know, I started getting a little bit of bodybuilding. Then I went to McMaster University in Hamilton. I got a kinesiology degree. Then I got a master's in exercise physiology. And then I I started writing for Men's Health Magazine in 2000 and started helping people that way. And it just became so really great and and rewarding to get these, um, you know, emails and and uh, letters from people who you change their lives, especially when we get their essays for the transformation contest, because I'm a pretty skeptical guy. I don't uh, get too emotional, but when I read these things, you know, I like get pretty watery eyes about uh, the transformations that some of these people are making. Cause I've always said that you can't make a physical transformation without a mental transformation. And at the end of the 12 weeks, that's really what's changed in these people. Even if they don't look the same, their, their mind has changed even more. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it's, yeah, that's such a good, that, and what a neat thread from a four-year-old to, you know, mm. your, your adult self, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a message there for, for all parents, you know, be, be careful what you, uh, yeah. what oh, you say so. to your kids and, you know, be careful how you uh, act around them. Jeez. Heart, heart fun. <laughs> well, actually, you know, we, 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 we referenced something that, uh, um, uh, Greg's daughter does is very cool. And uh, anyways, he's, he's great around his kids, but yeah, you're right. We, we, we send so many messages all yeah. the time to, to kids. And, um, how many, like, you, you know, I guess if people want to learn, I mean, or where would you direct people to, to, if they want just a snapshot of, you know, kind of, um, how they could start making some transformations in their own life, uh, as it relates to, to your work, where would you, where would you, what would be the, the place you'd direct them to? I'd love them to check out the video that I have for them on the perfectdayformula.com webpage, which shows them, you know, I put basically my life's work into this little kit, which actually walks them through how to create uh, what I call rules or personal commandments for your life that guide your day and help you get more done, uh, how to implement the five pillars, no matter what, um, area of your life you want to change and then how to create the vision for your life, which actually is the glue that holds everything together. Cause if you don't know exactly where you want to get to, you don't know what road to take and therefore you get off track. And so we, we help people achieve all of that with the materials uh, in the little kit that I sent you guys up there. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm stoked to go through this. Yeah. Totally. Well, and, and, and anyway, so everything you're saying is like resonating hugely here. I have a company called Vision Coaching um, for, exa- right on. for exactly what you described is that, uh, you know, so, so I, I, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Um, Craig, we're at the end of our half hour. I'd love to have you on at some other point just to hear how things are going and um, um, any kind of words of wisdom or anything you, you know, and think, and a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this. Um, but I mean, as it relates to, um, to business and, and to starting a business and being involved or acquiring a business, any, any kind of advice you'd, you'd want to give listeners? Yeah. The, the absolute biggest mistake that I ever made was being so cheap. I'm half Scottish, half German, and I grew up on a farm with, you know, <laughs> cheap parents. So, so, uh, I, you well, know, scarcity minded and <laughs> right. Yeah. Scarcity minded and cheap is not a good way to uh, start a business. Well, it is in a way, but in a way not because I was just too hesitant to hire a business coach. And I waited until 2006 after I was doing pretty well. And, you know, had I done that in 2003, when it was more of a a financial struggle, I would be um, a lot more ahead in life than I, than I am right now. And, you know, I could have got this book out earlier and helped more people. So people should not hesitate to get a mentor and a coach as soon as possible. Even if it's like, you know, 
if somebody's a young kid listening to this and like wants to start a business, they should, you know, they had a good relationship with their high school business uh, teacher, maybe go back and start there. So you can get some support there, but they really need to connect and it's, you know, growing the power of the network and masterminding and mentoring is so important. So as soon as you possibly can invest in that. Awesome. Craig, thank you so much. Uh, fantastically inspiring discussion. Really appreciate it. And you, you're going to check in with Craig, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to put it in my calendar. In 30 days, I'm going to let you know how it That's goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Totally. That's great. And and I'll tell you one, there's there's no wrong way to meditate. So, I mean, if you are the type of person who likes guided meditation, you can get audios on YouTube, I'm sure. Um, you know, if, there's, if you like rainfall in the background, if you like sitting in a chair, you like sitting on pillows on the floor cross-legged, you know, don't think that you have to sit there in perfect form. It's really about just being uh, in tune with your breath and relaxing. So wishing you luck with it and uh, hope that it really brings some great ideas to your head because a lot of these uh, successful guys are really into the transcendental meditation and, and find that they get some of their best ideas from it. I love it, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And we'll, uh, Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you some other time. And like Dave said, love to bring you back on uh, for, for session two sometime. Well, I, I, and we'll, the, new, the new transformed Greg would be a great, great idea. Ah, that's a the, great idea. The, the, yeah. You know, the, the in, inspiration and the impact it's had on you. So thanks, Craig. I uh, really appreciate you reaching out via Twitter. Um, we'll have, well, anyways, we'll, you'll, you'll, you'll see this when this gets out. We'll get, a, get in touch with you ahead of time. That's really great. Thanks, guys. Okay, take Cheers. care. Yep, have a good day. You too. Bye. Um, yeah, listen, I, Hey, everything he's, his whole story lines up, uh, with stuff that I kind of experienced, you know, I, uh, not to the extent that he would have, but I, you know, had a, as you know, a personal training business. I remember, um, when I being very busy with clients, I was in my mid twenties, wasn't probably the most technically strong trainer, but what some, for somehow, some way, someone helped me understand that. Um, understand how a person's mind's working and their motivation, that pillar he's describing, um, then you'll understand why they're coming to the gym because it, they have to go through the ups and the downs. And I, I distinctly remember one guy, and I probably referenced this in the past, his name was Robin. And, um, you know, he, he obviously, you know, he walks in, you know, he's quite overweight. I'm thinking, I know he wants to lose weight, but, you know, what for what purpose? And and when he told me after, you know, some, you know, we, we had a quite an interesting dialogue and he said, you know, Dave, I'm having trouble the other day running up, the the I have my lawn has this big slope and I'm trying to run up and see my my daughter. That's why I'm here. Mm. And I went mm. boom. Okay. Now I get it. And um, it's not nothing to do with looks or anything. Zero. About, and, uh, yeah. And he was it was about and and Craig actually referenced that, but just having energy for your kids. Like if and so so I, I remember going oh, and he was a client for two years and he had a great success and he, you know, he had all the ups and downs, but we could always go back to that. So rem, what so remember like remind me why you're here because this is this I know this is a struggle right now. Well what's yeah, Dave, and then you go back to that and boom, he would be yeah. good for another three months. And do you know what I'm 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 realizing about you? Uh, your company, Vision Coaching, I've never heard you pitch it as uh, a company that helps people set vision and, and goals. And, and Well, it, it's what you do. We, we, we know that. But um, that's exactly, you know, going back to those, that first time you set the vision, like you did with us with Hemming's House, to whenever we get off track, we go back. Boom. What was your original exactly. vision? And that's what you're brilliant at. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Dave. I just want to say something nice. <laughs> Well, I'm going to look forward to hearing, and, and I mean, in all, 
we got to stay. Well, anyway, sorry. What, what you, you went, he took you through a bit of a process. How'd you he challenged an assumption you had around this idea of meditation? Well, he so, just made it easier for me because like. Just uh, practically. Eh? Well, so you can start in a minute. That, bang. Okay. There we go. <laughs> like it's, it, it's a very low cost of entry yeah. at this point. Yeah, and then I'll probably get addicted to it and it'll get long, bigger and bigger and bigger as it goes. I see you meditating on a surfboard in uh, what's the what's the bay you always uh, re, is it Redhead Bay or? of Fun Day? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, Courtney Bay. Courtney Bay. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, Anyways, this, hey, th- thanks. Good conversations, man. Yeah, always a pleasure. And I want to say thanks to James, our uh, our engineer. Uh, All right. Today. So, but we're gonna give final thoughts to James. 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 This happens to people I'm sorry, all the man. time. Come on, final Can thoughts. Right what do you think of that thoughts. last interview? What do you think of that one? Vision, etc. Uh, vision, etc. Well, Greg really uh, stepped up emotionally uh, alongside the gentleman you were talking to, which is really nice. Made him not uh, be so uh, singled out for opening up his his inner wishes and his inner being. So that was cool to see Greg open up into it. Yeah. So you, yeah. And you, you need to keep him. Uh, keep yeah, I'll keep him. Well, James is my is that social accountability. He's uh, a social accountability. Yeah. yeah. One thing I thought of the whole time though was meditation doesn't have to be sitting in a room on your knees closing your eyes. Right. Meditation for me is swimming, playing music, like you already said. So if you consider, I don't want to trump what he's saying, but if you consider meditation in a different way, whatever that is in your own way, anything that helps you kind of balance yourself or breathe or be be something that you desire to be, uh, then that's meditation. You know what, that's, that's a good takeaway for me, actually, James. Thank you for that. Because... <clears throat> my excuse hey, give, for, for, give, for, give, for, look, to James here. Just we just yeah, threw him killer. in for the Thanks, mic, man. and he just he just know, crushes killing it. it. And oh, killing why it. you why you call it killing it? Because <laughs> it's the thing we say. I'm trying to get over it. Um, <laughs> that's a really good point because my fear of exercising or my fear of meditating is time. It's this assumption I don't have time. However, last night we're jamming with the band. I was playing drums for an hour and a half. There's nothing more rhythmic and breathing and like getting into that z- zone than playing drums. Two for one. You know, I can practice the passion and meditate at the same time. That's a great point. Surfing, snowboarding. <clears throat> if we can meditate in the places that, and but be conscious of it, know this, this is what we're doing. That's a good takeaway. Bam. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. See you, next folks, week. next week. See you, Greg, <laughs> next week. On the flip side. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.